Morning, everyone. Good to be with you all this morning. This morning, we're going to be looking at John 10, verses 10 to 29. But before we do that, I want to share a couple of stories with you this morning. One of them is this one. You see, after getting in from work, I often sit at home like I am today. I'm reading the newspaper. I'm watching television. I'm just chilling out. But in the background, I hear June say something to me, but I'm not really listening. Husbands, recognise that feeling? Yeah, I think you would. You've been there before. So what happens? I then have to second guess what I thought she'd said. But more often than not, it's wrong. June said it's selective hearing. So with that in mind, I've invented this. I heard a story of a ranch owner in Australia who was arrested and charged with stealing his neighbour's sheep. He vigorously maintained his innocence, claiming it was one of his own flock which had been missing, and he had merely recovered it from his neighbour's pasture. When the case went to court, there was no definitive evidence to decide it either way. So the judge very wisely called for a recess and asked that the sheep in question be brought into the adjacent courtyard. When they reconvened, he then asked the man's neighbour to step outside and call the animal. When he did, guess what happened? The sheep made no response except to raise its head and look frightened. The judge then instructed the accused to do the same. He went into the courtyard and uses his own distinctive call and called the sheep. And as soon as he did, guess what happened? The sheep ran towards the door and that familiar voice, because it was immediately obvious to the judge and to everyone else that this was indeed his sheep. His sheep knows him. The judge ruled. It's one of his own. Case dismissed. See, it's a bit like that in the story today. Because it's about a shepherd. A shepherd spends a lot of his time with his sheep. And as a result, they develop a level of familiarity and intimacy with one another. The shepherd comes to know each of the sheep well enough to give them names. Based either on their marking or their behaviour. And the sheep will also grow accustomed to be their shepherd. His ways and his voice. And they'll develop a sense of whether or not he cares about them and can be trusted. Today we continue our study of John in chapter 10. Jesus gives us some of the most reassuring words in all the Gospels. Jesus is the good shepherd. He calls they're his people. He calls us his sheep. Why? Because we know his voice. We will follow him. And scripture says we'll never be cast out if we are his sheep. If we believe he is the Messiah, we can be sure he will never, ever, ever cast us away. Even when the world out there does. So let's set the stage. So we'll have this setting for today. Jesus, the healed blind man, the crowd of onlookers, the Pharisees, 
a synagogue, a courtyard with a bunch of sheep in it, and a gate. The conversation, I think, would have gone something like this, more or less, in people's minds. A man had just been kicked out of the synagogue by the leaders. The crowds were in uproar. And Jesus begins talking about sheep. John 10 verses 1 to 15 says these words. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he's brought them out all his own, he goes before them and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. You see, this figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they didn't understand what he was saying to them. So Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and robbers. But the sheep did not listen to them. Jesus said in verse 9, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, kill and destroy you see, in this particular verse, he's talking about Satan. You and I have an enemy that wants to destroy our lives. Satan is known as the father of lies. So we've got Satan speaking and he's telling lies. And then with that, as we continue to read the passage, God is speaking to, and he's going to, tell the truth. So how do we discern those different voices? How do we discern the voice of God? How do we discern the truth? The thief comes only to steal, kill and destroy. Jesus says this, I come that they may have life and have it abundantly. We have life to the maximum. Abundant life. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming, and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. Jesus says again, I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father and I lay down my life for the sheep. There's a lot going on there, isn't there? A crowd of people milling about unsettled, divided, scared of the leaders. Jesus used this to teach people something about himself. The flock of sheep. In fact, multiple flocks all bunched together in a sheepfold. A courtyard. The sheepfold. The courtyard probably contained sheep from multiple owners and was guarded by a gatekeeper. Some of the people there were thieves, robbers, hired hands and strangers who were there for their own benefit, power, profit, money. This is referring to the Pharisees. It's a reference to Ezekiel 34, where God accuses the shepherds of Israel, the leaders at that time, of fleecing the sheep, being in it only for selfish gain, not protecting them from predators, 
not healing their wounds and not meeting their needs. And yet the good shepherd calls his own sheep, you will die by name. His sheep, you will die again, follow him. Why? Because he lays down his life for the sheep. The door to green pasture, the only way in pasture, the only way to abundant life. John 10 verses 16 to 18 says these words, And I have other sheep that are not of this world. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my Father. Another sheepfold, one flock. A reference to the Gentiles that Jesus also came to save. The gospel of Jesus is for everyone, not just for Jews, and he's come to create one new flock from members who are called out from previously divided flocks. Oh, how are you feeling this morning? John 10, 19, verse 20, 19 to 21 says this. There was again division among the Jews because of these words. Many of them said, he has a demon, he's insane. Why listen to him? Others said, these are not the words of one who was oppressed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? Here we have the same division among the Jews that was among the Pharisees. Some called him insane. Some called him a sinner. Some called him a demon. Others recognised the work for what it was and believed. Are you like that this morning? Do you believe? John 10 verses 22 to 25 says this. At the time... The Feast of Dedication took place at Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was walking in the temple in the colonnade of Solomon. So the Jews gathered round him and said to him, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, This is what he said, I told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name bear witness about me. Why don't they believe? This is one of the main questions that they would have had on their minds. Are we crazy? Why didn't the Jews believe? Jesus' answer, I think, is a little surprising. This is what he said. My sheep hear my voice. Verse 26 says this. But you do not believe because you are not among my sheep. My sheep hear my voice and I know them. And they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. You do not believe because you are not my sheep. My sheep hear my voice. And this morning, we are the sheep. We're to know his voice and follow him. God wants you to know his voice. Why? Because he loves you individually. He loves all of us. The Bible says God is not the author of confusion. So he's speaking in a very clear way. It's a surprising phrase. You'd expect him to say, you are not my sheep because you do not believe. 
that phrase is flipped on its head and it's very significant to you and I. See, Jesus speaking in a pleading sort of way. Please believe my message. He records Jesus speaking in very definitive terms. This is what he says. Whoever believes in me will have eternal life. If the Son sets you free, you are free indeed. If God were your Father, you would love me. Why do you not understand me? It's because you cannot bear to hear my word. The reason you do not hear is because you are not from God. My sheep hear my voice. You do not believe because you are not my sheep. You see, Jesus knows that his mission is to seek and to save the lost sheep of Israel. That included the Gentiles. Jesus sets the model in evangelism for you and I to follow. It's up to us to tell the truth and deliver the meal and remain confident that Jesus' sheep will hear his voice and follow him. So we must speak with his voice, preach his words, as Paul says later to the Corinthians, but we have renounced disgraceful, underhanded ways. We refuse to practice cunning or to tamper with God's words, but by the open statement of truth, we would commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 2. This is what God says. No one will snatch them out of my hand. They will never be cast out. John 6. And because of that, we have this assurance. As Jesus gives his people, you and I, one of the most comforting words in the entire scripture. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. You see, there are several kinds of people. There are those that refuse or cannot hear him. There are those who hear him but refuse to follow him or obey him. There are those who hear him but are afraid to follow him because of the consequences. There are those who hear him and follow him. I wonder where you are with Jesus this morning. Do you acknowledge Jesus? Because acknowledging him and following him only and no other is the way into the Father. So do you seek to follow him specifically and no other path? Question for you and I this morning. We need to answer that. However imperfect you are, you are his sheep. If and when you hear his voice and you seek to change the way that you live and to think of the way that he teaches in scripture. Why? Because his sheep hear his voice and know him. Do not be like those who are afraid of getting kicked out of the synagogue, afraid of the consequences, because the green pasture of abundant life is there for you and I. But we've got to follow Christ. I know some of you may be concerned about whether or not you're in or not. Maybe you want all the good things Jesus promises, like a sheep wanting the green pasture of abundant life. But you just don't want to go about it the way that Jesus says. Like you're trying to get into the green pasture but hopping the fence rather than going through the door. You see, that would be the way of the thief and the robber. Maybe you're hearing his voice today. You might feel like the blind Pharisees who refused to see the miracles of Jesus for what they were. Signs that he is who we came to be. 
You think he and his followers are, as they said, insane. But if you acknowledge that Jesus himself is the only way into the green pastures, if you have that desire to follow him, perhaps even crying out like the man who told Jesus, I believe, help my unbelief. And I have great hope for you. Why? Because Jesus' sheep hear his voice. Jesus knows them. And they'll never be snatched away from Jesus' hand. You and I, this morning, we need to tune into God this morning. Our lives can sometimes feel like constant noise. Voices from every side influence the way we think and the way we feel. But in the midst of it all, there's one voice we need to hear the most. That's the voice of God. When you're seeking the answer to one of life's challenges, do you ever wonder if you're hearing God's voice or is it just your own voice? Maybe you're hoping to hear from him this morning and you don't want to get it wrong in case you make a bad move. Do you need to hear him today about your finances, about your children, about your marriage, about your health? There's good news. God is speaking to you all the time. In fact, AW2, as I said this, it's the nature of God to speak. He wants to have fellowship with you and he wants to hear, he wants you to hear him all the time. God's promise to lead his children by his spirit and enable you and I to know his voice and to hear his voice. That means you can learn to know exactly what the spirit of God is saying to you about every situation you find yourself in. You don't have to go through life blindly making decisions or relying on your own abilities. When you learn to tune in to God's voice, it won't be an occasional event. It's an everyday part of your life and mine. That's why in the New Testament, Jesus said, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Fifteen different times Jesus said that. And you will seek for me and find me. And when you search for me with all your heart, Jeremiah 29, 13. Have you ever tried to watch television or listen to the radio without turning it on? Of course not. Well, you already know that if you don't turn on the receiver, you're not going to hear a thing. So when you do turn them on, you fully expect to hear something. So how do you check your spiritual receiver? The only way to know if your spiritual receiver is turned on is to answer this question. Do you expect to hear from God? Some people say, well, God just doesn't talk to me. But here's an important truth. Even if you don't feel like God speaks to you, I need to tell you this morning, oh, he does. In fact, he's speaking to you right now. But if you aren't expecting to hear from him, you haven't even turned on the receiver. Now, let's be clear. He isn't going to scream, yell, and demand that you pay attention. Because he's always speaking to you, but he speaks in a still, small voice. 1 Kings 19, verse 12. So to hear him, you have to tune in. And you have to listen carefully. Another way to describe the way we hear God's voice is through an inward witness. You might be saying this morning, what is an inward witness? Well, you see, God doesn't communicate with us the way we communicate with one another. He communicates from his spirit to your spirit and then your spirit communicates with what you hear to your mind. This is what we call 
an Edward witness. It's very similar to a thought or a problem. It's very subtle and requires a closeness with God and a regular practice to hear him more quickly and clearly. That's why the more time you spend with the Lord and the more you practice tuning into his voice, the more it will become a voice that thunders in marvellous ways. Job 37 verse 5. So how do you come to a place where you know whether it's you or the Lord? Certainly in knowing that you are hearing God's voice comes to the person who is united with him. Are you united with Christ this morning? Because you need to be united. When, you're united. when you are united, you're joined. You're in union with Christ. It doesn't apply to someone who's not living for God. It applies to whoever seeks him diligently, spends time fellowshipping with him through prayer and obeys the commands in his word. You see, we need to have a receiver who's intact and ready to tune in to the voice of God. Because he's the one who's expecting you to hear from him. So you need to be willing to learn to know his voice. We need to find his frequency. John 10 verse 4 says, They know his voice. There was once a time when you had to work to tune into a program. Remember those days on the radio or your television set? You had to find the right frequency. You never questioned if it was broadcasting. You knew it was. We had to do your best to find the frequency and tune in. So how do you locate the frequency God uses to speak to you? Most often or not, we miss his frequency. We miss it because we're tuned in to hear some other huge revelation when in fact he's given simple instructions. That's what he will do when you first begin to hear from him. He'll continue to do this for the rest of your life here on earth. Obedience, you see, is the simple things that are very important to God because it reveals to him the willingness of your heart and mind. So if you're waiting for God to send you out to part the Red Sea, you may be missing what he's saying to you right now. Which might be, clean out your closet, stop watching certain television shows, Spend more time with your children. He will talk to you about the same things in your life that you need to change. Adjustments that you need to make, I need to make. He'll begin to deal with you where you are. Which most often involves helping you walk in God's best ways by getting rid of the things that are holding you back. Oh, what's holding you back this morning? Because God wants to give you liberty and freedom from your life. We need to be trained in his ways. He teaches us how to be led by the Spirit. But if we disobey those promptings and the little things, we won't graduate to the bigger assignments. Because sometimes it's the small things he asks of us that may seem important, but involve giving up things we think we enjoy, but to reach a level of intimacy with God, we need to hear his voice. We need to launch us ourselves into new places in the Spirit. We need to be obedient and we must become obedient to God because it's non-negotiable. That's why Matthew 18 tells us to become like little children, which means not to be high-minded and think we're all known to find God's frequency. You must be willing to hear his voice. Learn to discern his voice. John 10, 27 says, My sheep 
hear his voice. You see, if your spouse or closest friend calls you on the telephone, do you know them? Of course you do. Why? Because you recognise their voice. And it's the same thing with God. When you call him, you recognise his voice when he's speaking to you. And it's the same when we have this relationship with God. So if you want to get to a place where you don't have to wonder whose voice you're hearing, yours, the devil's, or God's, you need to spend time with the Lord. A lot of time. But if you keep your mind and your heart full of the things of this world, it's going to be difficult. Because you won't be able to differ, differentiate between the Spirit of God and your own thoughts. So I want to encourage you this morning to spend more time with him. Then you'll become more certain that you're hearing God's voice. See, it isn't just about time talking to him. We learn to hear his voice when we listen to his voice. That's why Matthew 17 verse 5 says this. This is my beloved son. Listen. So the question is, what are you doing about that this morning? I want to encourage you to listen to God's voice this morning. So take heed. Don't sit back and do anything. Do nothing. Do something. Because the Spirit of God will only tell you to do things that will give you and I a more abundant life. And when you have that, you become more confident. You become more confident because why? Because you're hearing from him. So that's the message this morning. And I just want to say thank you to all you listeners out there. I also want to challenge you to start listening to God more in your lives on a daily basis.